This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, Blue Wire listeners? It's a brand new football season and a lot has changed since last year. You know, Antonio Brown, he's on the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell's with the Jets. Odell Beckham Jr. is in Cleveland. Yeah, a lot has changed. Now, the one thing that hasn't changed is where I'm putting my money down on all the games. And that's my bookie. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. And our Blue Wire podcasters are using mybookie.com slash Blue Wire to sign up this year. And get this, first place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000. And the best part, it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. Now, there are several ways to win some cash, okay? My bookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. So there are several ways to win some moolah. So make sure you visit mybookie.com. That's mybookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, mybookie.com. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE when creating your account to claim your bonus. Bet, win, get paid. Blue Wire. Rodgers to the end zone, caught for the touchdown, James Jones. I'm not a big gambler. I only play the slots because you know what they say, scared money, don't make money, and I got scared money. Bear's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open, James Jones. John Gruden has not coached since 2008, so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level? You know, and it's just Kelly Swag. What's going down, y'all? This is Keeping It 300, brought to you by Blue Wire and our friends at MyBookie.com. I'm Professor Fallon, and James <laughs> is just James these days. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's all good. That's all good. I guess you earned that, Professor Fallon. You know what I mean? Well done. Yeah, so those who don't know, I'm teaching a journalism class at Mizzou. I don't know how much your kids are going to learn, but you know you're there, though. Okay. <laughs> FYI. This was very gratifying today. Okay. This kid who I thought was going to be a little smarty pants because he was already a photographer, yeah. and we were learning photography terms and concepts, he came up to me after class and said, just so you know, I learned more in today's class than I did my entire senior year in oh, photography. Oh, man, that'll keep you coming back and teaching, huh? There you go. Yes. Well done. Yeah. 
gosh. Well done. So that was all worth it. <clears throat> but anyways, um, something really funny, James, and it's Packers related. When I was taking attendance, I asked everybody to give me a fact about themselves. And this one girl, Cheyenne, she was wearing a Packers shirt. And she said, hey, I'm wearing this shirt today because my brother is playing tonight. He's a free agent trying to make the Packers. Mm. And I said, what's his name? Yeah. She said, Darius Shepard. <laughs> And we just talked about him last week. We did. We said he had a shot to make the squad. How crazy and random is that? Like, it's just so freaking random. And so I told her, you know what? Me and James, we showed your brother love on the podcast. I <laughs> uh, really hope he keeps balling. And obviously, we're going to officially now root for him making the 53-man roster. Yeah. I mean, we already said we hope he does. But now I really, really hope he does for my students' sake. 100%. Well, 300%. 300% for sure. <laughs> Um, All right, well, this is a Raiders and Packers podcast, of course, and the Raiders and the Packers happen to play tonight in Winnipeg, Canada. Uh, The Raiders won on a game-winning field goal from Daniel Carlson. Who cares, right? It's just preseason. But 22-21 was the final. Raiders are 3-0 in preseason play. Packers are 1-2. Aaron Rodgers has not played. So, honestly, again, who cares? It's just preseason. But tonight, James. Yes. (sighs) It was more like a scrimmage. <laughs> Here's why. Take a listen. Welcome back to Winnipeg as we get set for the Raiders and the Green Bay Packers. An update on the field. Let's go down there right now with JT. Thank you, Beth. Because of conditions in the end zone before the game, the NFL monitored it. They'll be putting out a statement. They're going to spot the ball on the 15-yard line tonight, and we're going to play on an 80-yard field. Now, the goalposts are different in the CFL compared to the NFL, and as they moved it back, to play this game tonight there was clearly some damage the nfl spent a lot of time before this game with officials from both teams and they decided to make this decision just moments ago so we'll spot the ball at the 15 and there'll be no kickoffs tonight back to you (laughs) so the raiders and the packers played on an 80 yard field yeah nothing should surprise me anymore in the nfl but i cannot believe this happened This is embarrassing. I mean, embarrassing for the NFL, embarrassing for the Raiders, embarrassing for Canada, who hosted them. How do you not take care of this beforehand, James? How does this happen? You know what? And it's it's starting (laughs) to get crazy because if you think about last year when the Raiders went to Mexico and the fields were tore up there and then you go to Canada and it's holes in the ground. It's like, man, do you not know? You knew this game was coming long, 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 long time ago. You know what I mean? You should know like, man, oh man, when we move, this is going to be a big hole in there. Like we have to do something about this and to get there the day of the game. And now, I mean, because Aaron Rodgers was due to play. And now you're on an 80-yard field with holes in the end zone. Yeah. Now you done paid all your money to come see some of these superstars play as fans. And just because the field's messed up, the coach is not going to put them out there playing like that. But it kills me because Mexico had forever. They knew yeah. that the game was coming. Canada had forever. They knew the game was coming. Rams and, and Chiefs was canceled there. in Mexico exactly. last year. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So for you, to, for you to have all this time to make sure your fields and all that type of stuff is, is going to be right. You never really get NFL games there. And then the fields is toe up when you get there. It's like, come on now, man. Well, it's bad enough that the Raiders were playing an international, quote unquote, home preseason game, right? But it is important to note, uh, because people are trying not to blame the Raiders, you kind of have to because they wanted to play this game in Canada because guess what? It saved them money 
in rent at the Coliseum. So yeah. it was partially their fault. Well, I mean, as 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 Raiders, though, I mean, shoot, we like what y'all talking about. The field messed up. Like well, this field looked perfect to me. We used to baseball. play on the baseball diamond, <laughs> man. Go on that, that one little hole that y'all got in the end zone. Ain't nobody worried about that, man. <laughs> shoot, we play on this dirt out here, Yo. man. We all good. But as for the Packers, you know, their stadium is field being taken care of so well. They like shoot. What's this? They think they in the hood or something. The Raiders like shoot. This is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> right? But everyone's laughing because they're like, they left a baseball stadium to go to another country and play on an 80-yard field. That's something. Hey, at least it was all grass, though. You know, you got to take the good, good and bad with the bad. You know what I mean? It's 80 yards, but it's all grass or turf, whatever it is. Yeah, but it's funny, though, because um, an NFL spokesperson did come out uh, and said that uh, his statement was, tonight's game is being played on a reconfigured field. The field met the mandatory practices for the maintenance of surfaces for NFL games based on inspection yesterday. Concerns arose today surrounding the area where the Blue Bombers goalposts were previously located. So, James, how in the world did it pass inspection yesterday and then today you discover that there's a hole in the end zone? Like, this makes no sense. Somebody did not do their job. Someone's getting fired. Yeah, I'm assuming I'm assuming yesterday that they didn't even realize that they had to move the goalpost. Because if you were to if you were to realize yesterday that you had to move this back because NFL don't play same rules as Canada, you would have realized, oh shoot, there's a, there's hole. a hole. You know what I mean? Now we got to cover this up because the hole is smack dab in the middle of the end zone and somebody could hurt themselves. So they probably went out there, tested the field. Like the field is unbelievable. Left the goalpost there and then realized next day, like, shoot, we got to move this goalpost. Then it's a big hole in the field. Because other than that, I don't see you going out there, moving the goalpost back, seeing the hole and just say, forget it. Oh, they could just go out here and play. I don't see them doing that. I feel like so, that's what had to have happened, though. Like, when did they move the goalpost? I need to go they, read up on it. Man, they, they, they probably probably had to remove the goalpost today the day of the game and then realize like shoot how are we gonna fill this hole you know what i mean <laughs> and it's it's too late by then but there's no way they waited till game day i don't know man i think we just might as well just keep our <laughs> our other games in london because it's always been beautiful out there they know what they're doing and then other than that these games got to stay in the states aside from losing in london so i don't know i think they just had bad yeah. luck in london but all right so the packers uh they ended up sitting 33. Yeah. 33 people ahead of that game, um, including, of yeah. course, Aaron Rodgers. The Raiders, they also sat most of their starters, every starter on offense. They did play a couple defensive guys that are starters like Mo Hurst and Brandon Marshall. And a lot of the starters, of course, were going to sit anyways. But as a player, James, you know, when you know the field conditions aren't great <laughs> and you got to go play out there, what's going through your mind? Because several players were injured tonight. Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, I mean, when you're a young guy out there, if you're playing in this game, that means you're on the bubble. Yeah. So as for me coming into the National Football League and getting an opportunity to play, I don't care if I got to play on rocks, mud, concrete. <laughs> uh, Baseball if it's field. My, yeah, if it's my time and they call it my number and I'm getting way more snaps now to be able to show not just the Packers what I can do, but the whole league what I can do. I mean, give me my reps. I don't care if the football field is 25 yards wide and 30 yards long. Let me play to show you all what I can do. So that's the good thing about the young fellas. I mean, you don't got time to be sitting there thinking like, oh, man, I don't want to play neither because no i'm trying to make the team because when i start seeing these checks come when the season <laughs> comes it's gonna change my life so as for me and my me talking to the young guys i would have been one of them vets in the young in the locker room like hey y'all suck it up 
forget about this ADR football field. Y'all got to play. Yeah. Y'all got jobs to win, not just here, but it could be on other football teams. So you need to go out there and you need to play at a high level, even though it's an ADR field and it might not be perfect circumstances and all that. Y'all got to go play. Well, guess what, James? I know we are doing this podcast last minute. I know you're also not a guy who's on uh, social media. And I also know that you didn't really watch all of the game. So this is going to be maybe news to you. So I really want you to just, I want to get an authentic reaction from you out of this, okay? All right. Two key players from your Packers yeah. were injured tonight. Did you know that? I seen, I think I was watching the highlights. I seen our first rounder, Gary, got hurt. Yeah, Rashawn uh, Gary. I don't know the other one, though. St. Brown, Equinemius St. Brown, both Ooh. carted off the field. Um, I thought Gary got up and walked off. He got carted off? I thought I said. He apparently got injured and then came back and then got, got injured again. Oh, got carted it was off. another one. Oh, shoot. They said when he got carted off and then he was under the tunnel, he actually walked on, okay, uh, into okay, the locker that's, room. That's good. And he posted on his Instagram uh, I'm well, thank you for the prayers, okay. but I don't know exactly what that yeah. means. He didn't say, like, I'm yeah. 100% okay. Well, if he, the good thing is, is we've seen him walking. That so. is good. Well, yes. St. Brown, he yeah. left the locker room with a boot on his left mm. foot. Oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. So, if any of these injuries are serious and they're going to miss a significant amount of time, I mean, this would be a huge blow for the Packers. Yeah. Especially because this is preseason. I know Aaron Rodgers over here, like, why did we even play this game? Yeah. Why did we even play this game? I mean, even Matt LaFleur, like, why did we play this game? Look what happened. And that's usually how we think about every preseason game. I mean, I was watching the games today. Cam goes down. And that's mm-hmm. a reason. That's another reason why a lot of these coaches are doing these joint practices. Yep. So, you know, the quarterbacks can't get touched. You know what I mean? It ain't really a lot of going to the ground, but it's full speed against another opponent, you know. And then they get into preseason games, and then they veterans don't got to play. So I'm, I'm, I think we're going to start seeing more of that just because you never know man at one play I mean anything could happen and I mean to hopefully you know Rashawn Gary ain't hurt too bad he could come back out there and play hopefully St. Brown's injury is they just put a boot on it just you know they don't want to put no weight on it or pressure on it but you know hopefully he'll be able to bounce back but uh you know, a receiver went down. You know, A-Rod No, I'm just a call away. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but... Uh, Darius Shepard. This makes room for Darius Shepard to make the team for sure now. It does. Possibly. It does. But at the same time, it's like, dang, man, because St. Brown was going to be a decent part of the offense. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was he was going to be a big body on the outside that was going to be able to make some plays going into year two with Aaron. So, it always sucks to lose a guy that you know, I mean, is going to be able to help your football team. But now, hey... Like I said, one of them young guys got to step up, you know what I mean, that played on that 80-yard field. (laughs) They got to go in there and watch film and be like, all right, St. Brown gone, but maybe this one can help us. And I really hope that Rashawn Gary's okay because there are jerks on Twitter that are like, Rashawn Gary's a bust because he got injured. Like, shut up. Do something with your life. I I really, like, hate Twitter sometimes. I'm like, y'all have no life. I mean, people talk crazy on Twitter, little Twitter fingers. Man, this dude just got hurt. You talking about he a bust and all that, not even talking about, you know, it's Shoot, hope you're well and all that type stuff, man. I'm telling you, man, it's a crazy world we live in. But, no, I, I hope he's good, man, because he has depth to that defensive line, man. And whenever you're able to keep that D-line fresh, 
to come get after that quarterback. And we depending on that defense this year, too. So hopefully it ain't hurt too bad. Look at us talking about the Packers in the beginning of the podcast. Usually we wait till the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so I wanted to show the Packers some love, obviously. And it was pretty cool that the Raiders and the Packers happen to play each other. And they're going to play each other also during the regular season. So that's going to be exciting. But in summary, James, yeah. before we move on to the Raiders, in summary, so the Raiders left their baseball stadium to play in another country on an 80-yard field. The yeah. fans paid a couple hundred dollars. Like, it cost a couple hundred dollars to see... For a ticket? Yes, to see yeah. a scrimmage and no starters play. Yeah. And then no kickoffs meant some of the special team guys on the bubble got less reps, so that's not really fair. Yeah. And then again key players of the Packers injured. So yeah. this is so Raiders, though. When you think <laughs> about it, like this team could not catch a break, and they had to drag yeah. the Packers with them. Like, come on. Oh, you know what? I take that back, though. I think the Packers uh, were involved in the Hall of Fame game that was canceled. I think they played the um, oh, the Colts Hall of Fame game when it was canceled. Do you remember this a couple years back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Brett Favre went into the Hall of Fame, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, anyways, either way, it's just funny because the Raiders, they continue to make headlines. <laughs> if it's not A.B., it's something else. <laughs> That's okay. They're going to they go be built tougher. Any problems, <laughs> anything that, you know what I mean, pops up during the football season, they're going to be like, we dealt with way worse than this. You know what I mean? Shoot. We dealt with an 80-yard football field, man. We play on anything. Let's go. Uh, the funny thing is, though, after the game, John Gruden said, you know, it wasn't a big deal. We adapted to the new dimensions of the field. He also said, you know, there's not as many distractions here as people think. Yeah. He said, we might have five undrafted guys make the team. That's the story everybody is missing here. Yeah. He's the head coach. He has to say those things. Yeah. But the story, obviously, is that Wackfield, Antonio Brown, all the other good stuff on Hard Knocks. Yeah, but he's right, though. I mean, to be honest with you, when you play and you're in the locker room, I mean, it's the media's job to blow up certain situations. <laughs> yeah, true. You know what I mean? We need but to talk as, about something. As players, as players in the locker room, we like, shoot, man, on to the next, next man up. Okay, ABA here, he worried about his feet, he you know, worried about a helmet and all that, next man up, you know what I mean? So he's right about that. It really ain't, you know what I mean, too many distractions. I mean, the, the media blows it up way worse than it should be. I guess I'm part of the yeah, media too because I've been talking. What are you talking about? <laughs> talk, talk. I've been talking about AB and the Raiders <laughs> and all that for I don't know how long, but well, um, Antonio Brown though he was uh, at the game travel with the team once again took part in pregame warmups. I'm not sure if you saw any videos of him, but he was looking pretty good. I don't know. Yeah. If you, did you see any clips? No, I didn't see him running around. I wish I would have because last time I seen him running around in Arizona, I kind of felt like he needed another week um, on those feet. So I got to go back and check it out, and I can let the world know if he's ready or not for week one. He looked ready, though. He looked ready. Yeah, yeah he looked ready. Uh, so we'll see. I got to see I gotta see it with my own eyes, man. You know, I got that, I got that receiver eye, you know, so I know. <laughs> I should have got you better prepared. I should have sent you a video. Like, look at this real quick before you get on the oh, podcast. You, you, all, you all good, man. Authentic reactions is always. Good, you <laughs> know what I mean? And I'm always gonna keep it 300 anyway. You could have sent me the clip and been like, Did you watch it? I'm gonna be like, Nope, <laughs> <laughs> touche. Uh, but, anyways, um, so he was at the game, that was great. He's he looks like he'll be ready for week one, he's going to play week one. Let's just say that that's all that really yeah. matters, okay? But after last week's podcast, James, yes. we thought everything was good with AB, and then. Not so fast. Phone's blowing up. Got all these alerts on my phone. You know, the helmet that he found failed testing. So then he filed another grievance with the NFL. Then he didn't show up to practice. And then 
General Manager Mike Mayock had this to say. Uh, you all know that A.B. is not here today, right? So here's the bottom line. He's upset about the helmet issue. Uh, we have supported that. We appreciate that. Okay, but we've, at this point, we've pretty much exhausted all avenues of relief. So from our perspective, it's time for him to be all in or all out. Okay, so we're hoping he's back soon. We got 89 guys busting their tails. We are really excited about where this franchise is going, and we hope A.B. is going to be a big part of it starting week one against Denver. End of story. No question. Okay, so <laughs> Mayock gave A.B. an ultimatum. Yeah. And get this. You probably already know this, James, but the Raiders posted this on their official Twitter account. Yeah. And that says a lot. Yeah. They wanted A.B. to know, look, We've had your back since day one. And now this is just getting ridiculous. You're either all in or you're all out. I understand your frustrations, but now it is time to stop throwing a fit, put your big boy pants on, wear an approved helmet, and show up for your team. And James, A.B., he got the message loud and clear and was back with the team the next day. So what were you thinking about all this? Because I was texting you, hey, (laughs) let's do an emergency podcast. Mayock came out, gave an ultimatum. He's not at practice. Oh, my gosh, we have to do a podcast. And then, like, a couple hours later or the next day or whatever, he's back with the team. (laughs) Well, first things first, um, that needed to be said. You know what I mean? Because that's what I've been saying the whole time. I think I was on NFL Network and I said similar the same thing. Like, dude, I understand the helmet situation. When I went to the Raiders, I had my helmet, the same helmet he wears. I had it. When I went to the Raiders, they said, we don't even carry them helmets no more. You got to get rid of that helmet. You know what I mean? And obviously, I didn't take the time out to go paint it and all that and get it. I just, you know, wore a couple helmets. Did I hate the helmets? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it was just something it was something that I something that I had to do. And through this whole process, the Raiders have had his back. Every time Gruden has stepped to the podium, every time D.C. has stepped to the podium, every time you hear Mayock talk, anybody out of the regular organization always had his back. You know what I mean? And now I feel like they kind of felt like, you know what, man, maybe he don't feel the same about us. So this is so. So this is what this is what has to be said now. With that being said, me knowing A.B., mm-hmm. he loves football. He loves his teammates. When I was out there, that's all he was talking about, teammates and football. You know what I mean? That's why everybody was saying, like, dude, what is they talking about in Pittsburgh? This dude is great. Great teammate on the field makes everybody better. You know what I mean? People love being around him. So him hearing that and the way he loves football, it's a no-brainer, man. Let me go back. I don't care what kind of helmet I wear. Did the NFL do him wrong? I believe so. Yeah. You told me to find a helmet, you know what I mean, that's less than 10 years old. I found one that was dang near made in 2014, and now all of a sudden it's not cleared and it didn't pass inspection and all that type stuff. And now all those are going to be banned? All those types exactly. of helmets are going to be banned? Exactly. That's some BS. But the good thing is, is he's sucking that up. He like, shoot, it is what it is. They ain't going to let me wear it. They already tried. They're trying to play me. First, I could if I found this. Now I can't, period. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, I'm out here. I'm with my teammates. Now it's time to get ready. Time to go make some plays. And I believe it's over. Well, I hope it's over. And honestly, I don't think he would have came back the next day if Mayock did not say what he said. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, because remember, like I said, it's always, you know, 
something that's going into this. We don't know where AB was or how, but he needed to hear that yeah. though. Yeah, I think he did. You know what I mean? He, he absolutely needed needed to hear that. You know what I mean? Because we got your back. Yeah. But if you don't want to be here, don't come back around here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't but be we, iffy and wishy washy and come and come one day. Yeah. yeah don't show but up another day. We do got day. your back, and like I said, me knowing AB the way he loves football, I mean he. He's going to be there. Charles Woodson tweeted something and similar to you. He said, the helmet doesn't make the player. I understand he wants what is comfortable, but if you can't find it, it is time to move on. And Joe Staley, did you hear what Joe Staley said? No. He had the same issue. Joe Staley had the same exact issue, and he said that the reason why is because his old helmet was, like, perfectly stuck to his head, yes. did not move, but then the new helmet, he broke his nose. Remember when he broke his nose? Yeah. And just because it was those, the newer helmet and it wasn't, you know, sticking, forming well to his head and it kept slipping and moving. I'm telling you, man, people want to make a big deal about like A.B. trying to wear his helmet. But I'm telling you, everywhere you go, if you have a certain helmet you like, when you go to the next team, whenever you're going to ask for that helmet, mm-hmm. they're going to say, Fallon, what helmet do you like? I like the Rydell. Okay, well, here goes the Rydell. You know what I'm saying? So when you put, and then when you put on an air helmet or something, you're like, no, nah, I don't I don't like the way this, no, nah, no, nah, I need my helmet back. So, I mean, the helmet is huge. It's, it's, it's I'm telling you, man, it's, you could be superstitious about a helmet, man, and it could dang near mess up the way you play you know what i'm saying so i know everybody's like now i mean i understand going through the helmet situation but you still got to be there with your team going through the helmet situation like like, look i'm trying to work this out but be with your team but i'm telling you i don't know nobody that comes into next season to say oh just give me whatever helmet no they like i need my helmet you know what i mean i done broke that thing in for years it fit me to the T, you know, I mean, I've been balling it and I want my helmet. I really didn't think it was such a big deal. And then when I kind of, you know, heard a lot of other players talk about how they're superstitious or just like you, you know, yeah. this is what you're comfortable with. So this, you don't want to change anything. Mm-hmm. Then I kind of felt what AB felt. But then again, show up for your team. That's all I'm saying. That's it. That's it. And now he's back with his team. I love it. Let's keep it going. Now, the reason why I played that Mayock clip is because... We saw on Hard Knocks that Gruden and Mayock do a really good job of playing good cop, bad cop. Obviously, Gruden is the good cop. Mayock is the bad cop. John Gruden on Hard Knocks, it showed that he had A.B.'s back, right? Mm -hmm. Mayock, though, is the general manager. He had to come out, say what he had to say. You know, he ain't messing around. This isn't the uh, Raiders of old, you know. Um, But when it came to Gruden... Gruden, he's the head coach. He has to be around A.B. more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he obviously has to play that good cop role. Um, and again, on Tuesday, we saw that. Now I'm going to play audio of Gruden talking to the Raiders PR guy, Will Kiss, our homie, and then Gruden talking to A.B. So you guys can see um, how Gruden really does have his back and maybe what the media was painting wasn't exactly the right picture of A.B. and Gruden. So let's see. We've known the whole time. He had frostbite. He took four or five days to get it checked out. And we knew about the grievance since the first day of OTAs, which we did. You know, I don't know what the story is, you know, the f- story is around here. So we're trying to find him the helmet from the last 10 years, the same model. Tried everything, really. I give the guy credit for standing up for what he believes in. Everybody else does it in this country. Thanks for supporting me, Coach. My head, the feet. 
people after me. I've been a, you've been a constant supporter, Carl. Thank you. Been but if you got any problems, anything bothering you, if you have any problems, I got problems. We're all in this together. You know what I'm saying? So I know you got a lot of people in your ear because you're like a corporation that's kind of gone global. Yeah. But at the end of the day, let's keep it. Let's keep it simple. Yep. You know what I mean? Football comes first. Absolutely. Everything else way behind. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Let's because you, uh, you, that, you you handle all that seamlessly, beautiful. <laughs> Huh? Seamlessly, I like that word. I was, I was trying to come up with a multi <laughs> That's a great word. Seamlessly. Yeah. Three syllables. <laughs> I would look that up. Yeah. They don't have those at Dayton and Central Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. I have so many questions. He didn't know what seamlessly meant. Come on. Jesus. I'm just kidding. Man. The only thing I took out of that whole conversation was what? And you just played it. Football is the only thing that matters. Yeah. And that is it, man. We are here to win some games, to change this Raiders organization around, get it back to winning. Football is all that matters, man. All that other stuff, helmet, feet, put all that to the side, man. Let's go out here. Football is all that matters. But, James, I want to ask you this, okay? Do you think Gruden is genuine? Do you think that he really does love A.B. and he means what he says to him, or do you think he is playing a role because he needs A.B. as a weapon on this offense this year? Because me, I feel it's a little bit of both because there's no doubt that he was frustrated with all this A.B. drama this preseason, but as the head coach, you got to lift him up and been like, I'm on your side, yeah. bro. Come on, I'm on your side. No, um, you're exactly right. I think I think it's a little bit of both, but I, I do from just talking to people around there and when I was down there, they do they do love him you know what i'm saying and really not just what he can do on the football field like when i was out there talking to mark davis and all that type stuff he was like man i spoke i was supposed to meet this dude and talk to him for 10 minutes and all that type stuff next thing you know we look at the clock we done been in our office talking for two hours Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like he like he's a great he's a great man you know i mean they they loved him out there so i think it's a little bit of both because he is a baller and if he if it was one of these rookies doing that, they'd have been cut, gone, kicked to the side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And we ain't dealing with nobody helmet. He ain't made no plays here. He'd get on him and his helmet. Yes, he get exactly. on somewhere. You know what I'm saying? But it is A B. He is a baller. So, you know, I think it is a little bit of both. He he's he's fed up with it. He's frustrated with it. But at the same time, I do think it's genuine that he really cares about A B and, and wants A B to do good. You didn't see um hard knocks, huh? No, I didn't watch it, man. I was in the hotel and by the time it came on yeah oh, because you were with the nfl network kate yeah ab's weird dude okay that that whole episode <laughs> i was confused like it basically featured mostly ab um yeah. i kept asking myself oh my goodness who is this guy because sometimes i was like <laughs> questioning like oh my god really ab and then other times i was laughing my butt off yeah. one thing he said he was like Men lie, women lie, but analytics don't. Oh. I was like, oh, Lord. And then, and then he was on the sideline making uh, Gatorade for, his, mm. uh, for some of the players. He was like, yeah. man, taste this. Hey, taste this drip. This is the drip. Drip drop. Drip drop. I was okay. like, what the heck? But the players were loving him. 
Loving him. So yeah. it just goes to what you said. You know, and it's, and it's TV, man. You know what I mean? They got to put on the show for TV. Well, that's it's also hard. true. That's also yeah, true. it's hard knocks, man. You know what I mean? Go ahead and put a little extra on it. Act a fool. You know what I mean? It's for TV, man. <laughs> <laughs> you right. You right. Okay, well, we have to take a quick break. But when we come back, we are going to discuss one of the feel-good stories this preseason for the Raiders. It is a story that is still being written. I love it. It is tight end Darren Waller's return to football after battling addiction. Stay where you are. What's up, Blue Wire family? If shaving is a terrible experience for you, don't worry. We've got you covered here at Blue Wire. Our podcast network is teaming up with Harry's to make sure our listeners are shaving comfortably. So go to harrys.com slash blue wire to save $10 on a value trial set, which includes a five blade razor with the lubricating strip and trimmer blade, a rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. You get all of that for just $3 shipped right to your door. Enough with the low quality razors from convenience stores. It's totally worth trying Harry's. Harry's has fixed shaving by combining a simple, clean design with quality and durable blades and at a fair price. Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. So Harry's bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making quality blades for over 95 years. So why don't you join the 10 million who have already tried Harry's? Claim your trial offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. And get this, all of Harry's blades come with a 100% quality guarantee. So if you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. So it's a win-win situation. Again, make sure you go to harrys.com slash bluewire to redeem your razor for just $3. All right, so we have now fixed your shaving problem, and now we're here to help you with another problem that you might possibly have. As some of you know, guys are terrible when it comes to taking care of their health. Whether it's a knee injury, a back problem, or something even worse, guys usually just suck it up rather than going to a doctor. The same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show that 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to chat with the doctor online. With Roman, if appropriate, you can get medical care for ED from the comfort and privacy of your own home. And you can handle everything online in a convenient and discreet manner. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online visit. If your doctor decides that treatment would be appropriate, then they can prescribe genuine medication that can be delivered in discreet packaging right to your door with free two-day shipping. Guys, go talk to your doctor, okay? Erectile dysfunction can be tough to tackle, but it's important to get checked. With Roman, it's easy to connect with the doctor. So make sure you go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. All right, we are back. So Darren Waller. Man, okay, the Raiders tight end. When we were at Camp James, yeah, 
Who is the guy that Carl Joseph said to look out for when we spoke to Carl Joseph on our podcast? Man, it was him. Darren Waller. Said he was a baller, yeah. And then he said, oh man, I wish I didn't give it away. Crap, did I give something away? And I'm like, nah, everybody's really talking about Darren Waller to look out for him, right? Yeah. And, and although he's impressed on the field, what's even more impressive is how far he has come. Personally, his backstory is remarkable. Um, and I'm not sure if you know this. Again, you didn't watch Tuesday's episode. And I'm going to play a little snippet from it. Um, he wasn't even in the league a couple years ago. He was kicked out for substance abuse. Um, and he was very open and honest about his addiction, past addictions, on Tuesday's episode of Hard Knocks. HBO even dug up some footage of him at Ravens camp. So take a listen. I was in Baltimore. I was just like a vegetable. I was like eating high literally every day. Whatever I get my hands on, it was like... Like opiates first, like oxys, pills, stuff like that, Xanax, uh, cocaine, not caring about anything, like any kind of consequences or anything like that. Let's go, Waller! You all right? Get up, get up. You know, I didn't really know if I really, you know, wanted to be there. I was just like super burnt out, and I was like, am I going to stick with it, or am I going to just, you know, fold up? And so I was just like plotting to sabotage myself my way out of the league so it's just like so i didn't look like a quitter it was just like you know the league put me out of my misery and i'll just go on about my business kind of thing hey darren darren you all right let's go then let's go baby go make a play go make a play i was failing drug tests and got suspended for a year like didn't really have a lot of like value for myself football's tough sometimes you get blocked you know, there's a chance I might not ever play in a game again, which was, which was okay, because, you know, I kind of squandered my own chances, but I went to uh, boarding cottage rehab. That really transformed everything for me. Oh, man. I mean, that is so crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, to hear him say, you know, he was a vegetable, he was getting high every day, yeah. and then you hear Coach Harbaugh say, you know, let's go, Waller, you all right? I mean, it's just crazy. He was high there. Yeah. And then to have, like, Waller admit um, that he was doing it because he knew that it was going to be a tough journey, you know, to make the roster. So he didn't want to look like a quitter. So he was getting high knowing he wouldn't perform well so that when he got cut, he could blame the NFL for cutting him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He ended up getting cut because he got caught for um, failing all these drug tests. But guess what? He's been clean for two years. As of August 12th, he's been clean for two years. That's awesome. That's awesome, man, because, you know, when you get a you get a hold of them drugs, man, I mean, that's a battle every single day. You know what I'm saying? That's a, you know, I mean, I ain't never, you know, been addicted to no drugs or nothing like that, man. But that's just from hearing people talk, being around people for that use drugs and all them type drugs that he used. And, you know, what I mean, that that has been clean. It's a battle every single day, man, because one day they can instantly go back, man. So much props to him, man, just being clean for two years. He's out there balling and because I know that's a battle, man. Every single day he's, you know, maybe by himself or something, man. I mean, shoot, going through something like that, I know that's hard. So anybody who overcomes something like that, man, you got to be super strong, man. So respect to him for sure. Yeah, it's crazy to think that a couple years ago he was out of the league, he was in rehab. Now he's rediscovering his love for football and then he's finally seeing, because he is clean, his true potential and it's hard not to root for a guy like that a guy who actually wanted to turn his life around so he did turn his life around he could have easily as you know uh i know from personal people in my family you also know that uh, it could be just a downward spiral you can never recover from it so no no yes that's why i said that's props to him man people don't people don't understand how hard it is to to beat that yeah it takes a lot 
to do what he did. And so I cannot wait to see what he does this year. Definitely going to be rooting for him. Um, That's going to do it for this episode. But guess what? Before we go, got to show some love to my guy, James Jones. (laughs) Next week, next Friday, August 30th, our high school, Gunderson High School, is going to name the football field after my guy James Jones. Do you know the name exactly? Because is it James DeAndre Jones Field? What is it going to be named? Um, I I don't know exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I think because I haven't really been a part of none of this. You know what I mean? They, you know, they've been talking to my wife and all that, getting all this together. So yeah. I think it's going to be James D. F- Jones yeah. That's Field. Cool. Or it could possibly just be James Jones Field. I don't know. But it's going to be one of them. James D. Jones Field or James Jones Field. But, man, it's crazy. We're all going to be there. Yeah, when you think about it, it's just crazy, man. I mean, my senior year, I was painting the stadium. I was painting the scoreboard. (laughs) I played Pop Warner at that field, high school at that field, you know, through plenty of my football camps at that field. And like I said, painted the scoreboard. And now – when you pull up or you see the school from the highway and you look down on the field, it's going to be James D. Jones Field. And that that's crazy, man. That, that's crazy. When I sit back and think about it, I'm like, dang, man. I mean, sure, what I do deserve to get a field named after me, man. But it's pretty awesome. I'm humble. Yeah, I'm humble. Honored. Can't wait. I know. And all your friends are going to be there to support you, including myself. It's just crazy how, you know, we were little kids in high school. Yeah. We didn't know what the heck we were going to do with our lives. And now our high school football field is going to be named after you. I know, man. Are you going to cry? You're going to get teary-eyed. What's going to happen? uh, (laughs) No, I'm probably not going to cry, man. I'm just excited, man. I'm going to be able to come on the campus, you know, when school is going on and work out on the field and all that. I mean, what can they tell me? It's my field. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hey, now you can always, like, just go and do whatever you want to do over there. I'll play it, but no, yeah, I'm excited. I'll think i'm a cry man I'm, I'm i'm gonna be excited to see uh you know the young fellas get at it man they say we're supposed to have a good little squad up there man so it'll be good to just be i ain't been able to catch a game in a minute so it'll be good to see see the young fellas roll man awesome well we're gonna discuss that probably in the la- the next podcast i don't know when we're gonna tape it um your schedule is crazy now with the nfl network and then of course big time having to fill oh, things out for man. you. So. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Not big time. <laughs> right, we'll figure it out. But uh, anyways, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. I hope you enjoyed the show. Till next time, for James, I'm Fallon. We out. Peace.